Hello and welcome to Arcade Cast, the best place to chill with friends and get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name is Dylan Blind. Joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Holden. Hey Dylan, excited to be here. Uh, you can get this episode early if you pay $100. <laughs> Hundred dollars, yeah, that's Holy what they're shit. going for. Right? I think I think people usually do like was it five dollars early on uh, Patreon? No. Premium edition, hundred dollars. Premium edition, fair enough. You get some stickers. Um, I just want to clarify for everyone <laughs> at some point. <laughs> you can support the show at explosionnetwork.com slash support, which takes you takes you to our Kofi page. I mean, this but, specific uh, episode. So yeah, okay, this specific episode, but it's sort of hard. Could have got, got it for a hundred dollars. Okay, you can get next week's episode early for a hundred dollars. No, it was this week's episode. Okay, but how would they have known? No, 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 no. You can attend our PAX recording of the podcast for 150 bucks. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You want to be on the podcast? Bucks. If you want to be on the podcast? No, if you want to be on the podcast, it's like 300 bucks. But if you just okay. want to attend, we can fit you in there. We can sell a seat or two. I'll kick, like, I'll kick Kieran don't. and Ash out. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. yeah. One-on-one yeah, interview okay. with... Dylan. Yep. Dylan, about whatever yep. you want to talk about. Yep. Yeah, five hundred bucks. I'll see you. Care much? Hi, <laughs> hello. What an intro! I don't. I didn't know. You heard that <laughs> I don't know. I was like, we're talking. no, we don't. We don't need more. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's, it's already off couch. Right. It's all. It's all. It's it's all you this week, nearly. Anyway, so most of this week obviously is about one thing and one thing only, which is the release and reviews of. Starfield, which we'll be getting into in just a moment. And I say release with the asterisks of pre-release. Early access. Yeah. Fart noises. Um before we jump into <laughs> Buddy in, in that. <laughs> <laughs> before we jump into thoughts, because Kieran um has been playing it fast, uh, and he will have a review up eventually at some day. Ash. Yes. Quality critics time. Quality critic score. So uh Starfield got an 8.5 uh, from six reviews. Uh, generally, the critics agreed. Technical achievements, easily the most stable Bethesda game at launch. Uh, everybody found their kind of own enjoyment in the game. Um, everyone, despite playing collectively over 100 hours, also they felt like they were just scratching the surface of what the game had to offer. So <laughs> uh, I think... I think Jess Zamet from uh, Player 2 said she put like 50 hours in. And yeah, barely scratched the surface. So, you know, good luck with that. Uh, but <laughs> uh, uh, everyone also mentioned uh, the trademark close-up close camera during the NPC conversations uh, returning. Um, you The exploration, you not being able to really fly the spaceship all over the place. Um, there's a lot of fast travel and stuff, which is uh brought up. Of, and what was the other thing? Uh, a lot of sameness among the non-curated planets was another sticking point for a lot of people. So, yeah, eight point five quality 8. 5. critics. Score. This was the cl- it was at the average was eight point seven five. Okay, but I marked it down because the Xbox exclusive. <laughs> No, 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 that, that wasn't the tiebreaker. <laughs> that wasn't the tiebreaker. <laughs> I was going to joke. So disappointed we don't do this in the video anymore. No, no, no. no. Player 2 only gave it an A instead of an A+. plus. That was the difference. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, good there. Yeah, maybe they should you get on the You have to find a way. You have to find system. some yeah. way to bring it down. <laughs> I mean, on our scale, an A and a plus is both 10 points. 
but we, you know. we do have we do have some stupid spreadsheet set up yeah. that magically does this also. I don't know. But it was like right in between the two. <laughs> Normally I just round it whichever way is right. Yeah, apart from his Xbox. It's fair. Obviously, yeah, it's fair. I mean, it makes sense. You're not on PlayStation, you know, but it's totally fair. All right, so uh, do, hold, before we get into Kieran's thoughts, do we just so we can get all of uh, the jokes and any jokes from Ash out of the way, so he can just talk about the game? <laughs> do we want to talk about the five day early access thing? I don't have a problem with it. You know, if they want to release a game five days early and people want to pay for it, I'm fine with it. I, I, my, I say, all right, I will say I have a, a somewhat of a, not a problem with it, but. If you were to Google... Let's just clarify something quickly. You've you got know why code. you would have a problem with it? Because you are the, literally the most susceptible person to the practice. You've, Kieran's like, got a review code, but no, he probably would have brought it in. No, yes. so, so, okay. Yeah. I've got a review code on Steam. No. So my problem comes, I didn't know it was you had to pay for the early access until Buddy tweeted about it on like Wednesday or Thursday this week where Buddy complained about it. And yeah, it's weird like the night before or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the night before it. And so I I if you Google what is the release date for Starfield, everywhere just says the release date is the first of September. If there had said that the release date was this the fifth or the sixth of September and the pre-release was the first, I would not have You Google problem, Starfield right? release date, it says sixth of September. Every time I've done it, it has said the first. Okay, it says the sixth now, but I fucking <laughs> I didn't know. It's the only way because I looked it up a couple of times. When I the kept week. searching with Star Dave Star De- Starfield release date first of September, it kept coming up first of September. September. No, but no, this is the thing. Right? So, and I was very like, if I hadn't got a review code, I probably would have caved and just went fuck it. Not probably, you would have just caved. I would absolutely. have just caved and got like the fifty-two dollars for it. Um. I don't I I don't think it's a problem. If you're gonna get that money, get that bread. Bethesda have always <laughs> had I think this is maybe the happy middle ground for Bethesda where Bethesda maybe have had some internal issues with the Xbox deal and some of the stuff around exclusivity. We know that they had problems with wanting to remain on Sony and, and their view of kind of other developers being allowed to remain on PlayStation when they couldn't. Um so I think this was maybe a middle ground for them to to give them that opportunity. Um, but I, you know what? Once again, the, the thing is for Steam, where majority of these people are playing, the like this doesn't like the early accessing actually doesn't make a difference because no, I'm look, I'm on Steam right now. I can't find it on the homepage. I would literally have to search for stuff yes. to actually find the game. But it's still in terms of like, in terms of what I mean. I mean, even searching like, for Starfield, nothing comes up. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Yes, it does. Searching for Starfield comes up. You sure you haven't muted it or some shit on your fucking Maybe, Steam? Maybe I've muted it for some reason. Maybe they blocked you. Maybe. Because, yeah, if you search it, it comes up as, like, the first option. It's on the fucking top. Oh, no, it's excluded. It is excluded for something. What's oh it excluded for? Uh, nudity or sexual content. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you actually. turn your fucking filter off? I, I, I turned that off because in the queue... <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> See, all the shitty like the hentai anime games weeb games you know the, those ones yeah like, nah, i'm right. sick of seeing these like <laughs> um 
I think you can just ban the genre, I think. I think you can just ban the tag or something on Steam. But That was the most common so tag. The thing that's the thing for me. I guess for in terms of Game Pass, it sucks because Game Pass, you're going to if you want to play the game early, you're gonna have to spend sixty bucks. Fuck. If I was a Steam player and I was going to buy the game anyway and have to buy the game full price anyway, I probably would have said fuck it and bought the edition that... You would have spent the extra $50. I would have spent the extra $50 anyway just to get the early access. I think it's a bit... It's frustrating from a Game Pass point of view. From a Steam point of view, I don't think it's that much of a difference. Um, It's, you know, it's still doing crazy So to clarify, you had to buy the $170 version of the game on Steam to get early access. Yeah. Yeah. Early access, you guaranteed the story expansion, you get skin pack... And digital soundtrack and art books. So, I mean, and yeah. you are, yeah, it, it is already doing fucking insane numbers on Steam with that, with people buying it. Early. With that caveat. Or, with that caveat. Like, without the main floodgates being open, it's already going fucking bonkers on Steam. So, this game is already said to be massive across the board, like across both Steam and Xbox. Um, and maybe what a lot of people, what some people were hoping for, for the continued downfall of Game Pass and Xbox was that this game was going to be shit and that Starfield was going to be another Bethesda fucking hiccup. Um, this game is not that. This game is awesome. I mean, just to, just to get my, uh, so we don't spend ages mm-hmm. talking on this. I think the five, I think early access things are dumb. Um, I, but just to like, just so we don't like pick on Starfield with this. Um, Microsoft does do this for a lot of games, like including um, like Forza Horizon games and stuff like that. They quite often do these five day early access periods. So I don't want to say it's a case of hey, Starfield's the biggest game of all t- like of the year. Like let's um let's double down on the money we can get for this. Xbox does do this quite often for their big releases. I still think it's dumb. Like is my it's like, also just- dumb to call it early access when early access already describes another type of. Yeah, that's not a thing. That's not. It's like, it's, is, is it? So, is this non-complete version? No, it just means you get early access. I'm like, I understand in the it, English. It was ready five years ago. But, now you can play yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but otherwise, now like, let's, let's get all that out of the way because let's go. Away. Kieran, you've been playing Starfield. How many hours are you in? How's your uh, your journey into Bethesda's new IP? Their first new IP in like, um, twenty years. Twenty nine years is what I just read. Twenty nine years. So I'm twelve hours in. Um, it. So it hasn't gotten good yet. No, 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 it's gotten... The thing is, right, no, 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 this is the thing. I, uh, okay, a caveat of of my, because of my looking at people's reviews and looking at people's video content and, and reading about this, this game is going to be a totally different fucking experience for everybody. Just for for everybody that plays it, you're just going to flat out have a different experience. Because anybody who... Like these people complaining that it's got a slow start. For me personally, I went, "What? What the fuck do you mean it's got a slow start? What? What is? What is it? How is this a slow start? Like, I, <laughs> this game is so full of things to do and side quests and morsels of intrigue to go and do that'll just take you off on a random path for several hours at a time. I had. In my character creation made it that my character was a bit of, you know, I'm playing as probably a good portion of the fan base is. I'm playing as that charismatic Han Solo type where I am fucking 
you know, grew up on the 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 criminal underworld of one city. And just because I picked that background path, there was a section very early in the game where I was doing a side quest and I got caught for a a, a um I got caught doing something wrong. And the security people, like the main military force in the universe, were like, hey, we're immediately taking you to this vessel. You've been summoned there. I was like, what the fuck? All I did was like a very small thing. And it whisked me into this whole side quest where it was like, hey, you were either going to accept a very long jail sentence or you can help us be a mole on the inside of a terrible mercenary group and you can work for us and do a lot of a side quest about that. And I got immediately pulled in this. This is off the beaten track. This is all side quest stuff that I'm doing that has just been constant. Like, fuck, walking through the main city, I'm constantly getting activities that pop up and be like, hey, go talk to this person, or this person wants you to do a job application, or this person, you've heard about this thing, or this thing. You fly out into the amount of times I've like been galaxy hopping to get places, and as I'm like grav jumping to leave a place I've just jumped to, to get to the next system, a little pop-up's come up saying, hey, this person's trying to flag you down to talk to you, or there is a distress call. My quest log is so full at the moment of things to do, of just random quests to go and do. I think in terms of the content and in terms of, of the game itself, it's in a very different way. I think it's it's uh, like it feels as expansive in many ways as Baldur's Gate 3 does in terms of what you as the player can go and do and what things that the game interests you. If you have no fucking interest in ever dealing with the outpost system or you don't have an interest in dealing with like building ships and stuff, you never have to even look at that stuff. You never have to spec into it. You never have to build it. You can just go and play the game however you want. So I think everybody's experience with this game is just going to be completely different. Now, people saying that um, the people are saying that how 50 hours in, they've barely swept the surface from in non-spoilers, because I don't even understand this or know this. All I've heard is that the new game plus to this game is written into the story. Mm. And, and it's like, that's where the actual game seems to start is that a lot of people are saying, As Pete Hines game, said 120 hours in. That's when the game gets good. Yeah, like it's 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 new game plus for story reasons and in universe reasons, lots changes and the the game continues to change and evolve. Um, the, there is you know what this game isn't perfect. It very much deserves like an eight point five to a nine. This game very much has the hallmarks of like twenty fifteen Bethesda all over it. The amount of menuing you have to do is insane. The amount of time uh, of the 12 hours I've played so far, there is obviously a good portion of every hour I've played is probably me fucking around with inventory space of either not just my inventory space, but also my ship's inventory space and trying to work out what I need, what I need to sell. Um, there, There is a lot of messing around with that. It's not the most straightforward thing to jump between systems when you first learn it. The game doesn't teach you very much like it doesn't teach you things like um unless you i i guess if you play through just the main story you'll probably learn lots more very quickly but i think i jumped off the main story after like three four missions into it because i was like oh i've been sidetracked into 20 other things and there's a lot of things it just doesn't teach you um there are some aspects of the game that is just locked behind skill trees 
like you get given a jetpack or a booster pack very early in the game, but you can't use the booster packs until you skill into it in the skill trees. I think the skill trees are very interesting, though. They get a lot of variety, and every skill point can be leveled multiple times to get into it, like to to max it out and to make it even better. But there's challenges that block you off doing that each time. You have to do the challenge first. Um, I think ugh, my biggest, like this is my not even my biggest, the thing that I just need them to change. They just need to change their walking speed of their NPCs because this game has a decent amount of classic Bethesda quest lines where you have to follow an NPC somewhere and NPCs are really fucking slow. And, but they're not like slow enough where you, I don't know, like they're, you can't run ahead of them because eventually they'll just stop if you get too far ahead of you. It's like, you have to like kind of walk for a couple of steps, stop, walk for a couple of steps, stop, walk for a couple of steps, stop. It is frustrating and a little bit janky to play. Um, I think there is so much ammo types and so many ammo types in the game um, that it can be frustrating because I find myself running out of ammo even though I've got bunches of ammo on me. I'm running out of ammo for the guns I like fairly regularly. Um, the game's map system is semi-terrible and semi-useless in terms of going to a major city. You kind of have to learn where things are yourself and just remember that. And as soon as you have found somewhere that sells your ammo, that's probably the place you're going to be going to whenever you have spare time. Whenever you need to, you're just going to end up going to the same place every time just because you know it's there and it's easy to get to. Um, the spaceship stuff for me, I haven't had a major problem with it. I don't mind that to land on a, sh a planet, you have to kind of go through a fast travel menu because it, it's it's... It, yeah, it doesn't bother me that much. I guess it's not something I've I've wanted to or needed to have so that. Because I, I know when Ash was talking about the the complaints before, I heard, saw your face like mm -hmm. get a bit confused. the 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 main complaint people have been having is when you're in the 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 little uh, outside the planet, you can like fly around, yes. but you can never like get closer to the planet. You can't like get yes. further than the planet. You like you just saw it in this like you're yeah. just in this yes. like nothing area. Like yes. that's the complaint. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I get you. Which I guess for me, I don't mind i don't it takes a little bit to get your head around i know there was definitely a good maybe a, a 15 minute period yesterday where i was trying to fly to somewhere that was showing me on the fucking space map like when you're outside there was a dot in space i could fly to and then it took me a while to realize no i actually have to just go into my menu and then jump to it to get there um i i th i think uh, to me uh, i'm just having a blast with it i'm having so much fun with it overall um i think the stories have been really interesting so far um the the range of kind of different ways you can approach it i like the persuasion system it's gone back to the oblivion persuasion system where you have to kind of work your way through a conversation to try and um and and get um like where you want to like kind of achieve the persuasion. It's not just an instant click the button and you've done it. Um, the, my favorite lock picking mini game of all time is in this game. I think it's so mm. fucking good. It is such a good um, lock picking system. We have to kind of line up different keys with different holes and try and work out the puzzle of which keys to use for each holes and um it means the only thing i'm like i need to work out is how to either make more of the digi picks or just find somewhere that will sell me a heap um because i always seem to be running out of them 
I think this game's super fucking special. I think this game is great. Um, I don't think it touches Baldur's Gate in terms of how special Baldur's Gate is. I think, in my personal opinion, Baldur's Gate 3 is in a league of its own for this year. But Starfield, I think, is everything... I guess this is my problem with it when I look at it from an Xbox exclusive or an Xbox title thing. I would never want to play this game on an Xbox. I'd never want to play this game with a controller. I don't. Mm. I don't. There's a lot of menuing and um, there just seems to be a lot where I'm like, this is just the perfect part of PC gaming for me. I just think it works so well as a PC game where it's like, wow, okay, but this is an Xbox title, I guess you, you, you want this to be, and this is where it clashes. and Not clashes, but it kind of shows the the problem with Xbox's own um, view of gaming at the moment is, you know, you could play this anywhere. I'm Part of me is looking at my Xbox Series X and go, why do I even have you? Is, is my honest opinion of the Series X is why why are you here? Because everything, <laughs> like, like why, why do I own you? Because I don't see myself playing an Xbox title. Why do you own an Xbox Series I X? don't know anymore. I, I don't. I can tell you why. Same why? reason you own a lot of things. <laughs> oh, sure. It, but the thing was, at the time, I think when it originally was released, it was, I didn't feel this way. I feel like since Xbox's Have view of it. you played an entire game on there? Oh, no. Dragon, no. entire game. No. I don't think so, no. no. I don't even know the last thing I've properly played on there. Do you ever, like, but the thing is, like, in your room, like, even, like, like you're, like, coming off COVID, would you have not preferred to have, like, sat on your couch and been playing this with a controller instead of no. sitting in your chair? No. No. Because sometimes I, like, like, this, especially with this game, there is sometimes I'm, like, running through a planet, and I'll just chuck a YouTube video up on my other screen. And I'll just have that playing and listening to a podcast or something while I'm doing it. I I just think I've just as a PC gamer, I'm I'm comfortable at my PC with it. Sure, you know, like, and this is probably where I'll give it to Sony and PlayStation exclusives. If I had the option of playing PlayStation exclusives on PC or on PlayStation at the same time, I think I'd still choose PlayStation every time because. Like Spider-Man 2, I'm looking forward to chilling on my couch and playing Spider-Man 2 when it comes out. And I think that is the problem with Xbox. And, and maybe maybe it's the style of game that Xbox has released. Maybe Hellblade 2 comes along and I'll probably play Hellblade 2 on my couch. I wouldn't want to play Hellblade 2 here. Um, I, I don't know. I think it, it's just maybe it's the style of games Xbox is releasing at the moment that is driving me just be like well i'm just playing them all on my ex on my pc so so why is it maybe it's because it is first person shooters or and, and stuff like that where i'm like oh these games for me personally are just better with a mouse and keyboard um so maybe my viewpoint on that will change as we go forward and as we move forward um just yeah having that overall but yeah. So what what is exciting about this game other than it just being a Bethesda open world RPG with lots to do? Like what what am I getting excited about? I just think it's it's that same for me. It is that same 
But if you don't like that. Oh, if you don't like that, then I don't know. Then yeah. I think it's right. If you don't like Bethesda games, don't play this game. Yeah, I think if you're like. if you're if your first thing is I don't like Bethesda games, this is not a game for you. You're not gonna get anything new out of this because All right, let me just- check another category in there. How about I liked Bethesda games, but feel like this just looks like like this is their same sort of now what I would consider stale formula sort of run a bit dry. But it depends on what what like part I like of- I really like Fallout. Really like Skyrim. What What about but, like? But but like, why do you like those games? I guess is when you're making it that. Why do you like those games? Um, what the time? I guess it would be the the world, the exploration, um, the characters, that sort of stuff. But like at the moment, from what everything I've seen for Starfield, I've seen not like the especially a big turnoff point for me is the non curated world like the 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 thing the is right randomized so, missions um well planets yeah the thing is you i know they're not all no 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 no. but the thing is you just don't have to do that you just flat out you, have to. you don't have to do that i've done it because i've picked up missions and picked up little plot points for it but if you just do if you do missions where it's like um, if you just stick to doing story missions and doing side missions and you're not randomly landing on a random planet for no fucking reason to survey it, you just never have to do that. Like, because anything that you get a mission for is just going to be curated then. So you just have to stick to quest lines. You just don't, just avoid doing outposts. Like, don't be like, I'm going to go to a random planet and build an outpost like in Fallout 4. Or don't be like, oh, I'm going to go and survey every planet and collect a bunch of minerals. You don't have to do those things. Just don't. I think that's kind of the beauty of this game is that like it is much like Baldur's Gate. You make this game what you want this game to be. If, If you don't want it to be a, you know, if you don't want it to be that very simmy, very fucking, um, flying to every individual planet, surveying it. It's like, it's like, uh, so think about that side of it, the surveying it and exploring planets. The same as like Mass Effect 1, where you just didn't have to do that. You could just stop at a planet, and hit the survey button, and then. You kind of needed to, for, to a degree. That was the. Oh, you needed to, to farm stuff, but at the same farm, time. Yeah. Yeah, you need two times of, I guess, but like you, it, it, okay. This is like that, but you don't need to. You could, you can just find other ways, not even other ways to get it. You could just ignore that stuff and keep playing the game. Why did I? What if there's stuff there? Uh, I think that's a central point of, from what I've been playing, I think that is a central point of this game. Is it's like we said, they eradicated all the aliens because there are alien eggs and stuff, but also there are non like explore the galaxy in the cell game, it's only fucking full humans. I'm like, oh, but I don't, I don't, real world, but there's no way I like that. (laughs) I just don't, I don't know. For me personally, that isn't a problem. I'm not like here being like, oh, I really like if I wanted that, I just gotta play fucking Mass Effect because I think Mass Effect already has done that so fucking amazingly well. But there is still that 
people in this world are still referring to themselves differently. Like it isn't people don't look at themselves. Like we are at the point of human fucking expansion and exploration where people no longer just look at themselves as humans. People look at themselves as new Atlanteans, as Martians, as like they are from their planets. They're just humans. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, to me, it just hasn't been a problem and isn't a problem. And I understand if that breaks, if that is not as enjoyable for you as, you know, especially coming off like loving Star Wars and stuff like that. But I, I think it, it doesn't rob elements of the games that would still be there. It's just, they look like humans. All right, Ash, how, how, you, um, how have you been feeling in the the reaction and everything you did still excited to play this one or like what yeah i'm definitely to... hoping to ch- check it out when it releases on game pass fully on september 6th um <laughs> <laughs> uh just because you know everybody seems to have very differing opinions and you know uh i mean treat to the very least to like jump in and see what that first few hours is like what about you no interest at all fuck this game I had mild interest. I feel like I would. I feel like in another world, I would jump in. It's just like I've got a bunch of other stuff at the moment that yeah. I would like to play way more than Starfield. To be honest, like, I still think, I still think you need to. I still think you need to, <laughs> I still think you need to give this some sort of priority in gaming. Why? And Why does this game deserve a priority? Because What's so I about this game. <laughs> What's this game done for me lately? It's not about what the game's done for you. I just think, like... (sighs) I think it's another one of our conversations. Maybe it's not an on-air conversation, but it's, like, one of our conversations of if you didn't have Explosion Network, then fuck it, just ignore it and don't play it. But because you have Explosion Network, I think... It is valuable for because we're in games media. You feel we have to feel an obligation to play this game. Yeah, you're telling, me, you're telling me. You're telling me this game. So what you're saying is this game is like game of the year contention. Is what well, it'll be it'll be among the nominees. It'll be in our top ten lists. You're saying it'll be in our top ten lists. That means yes. Ash likes it as much as you. Yes, I. It'll be in our top ten lists. A hundred percent. Yes. All the other. Or Jacob and uh, Will. Yeah, I you think it'll, it'll be, be in my top ten list. I think no, if you, you gave hate, it, you hate Xbox. I hate games. <laughs> you hate it. But this is the thing. I think. I think if you gave it like a proper, like I don't say a proper go, but if you like, you hate games made by multiple people. That's like, the thing. That is. Is, true more, too. is there more than ten people on this team? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. How many hours um, do I need to get this thing for a proper go? You know, you know, what, what's a proper go of Starfield? You know? I would. I've still, seen I someone like, say you need to give it twenty four hours. I'm done. I can't. No, no, no. I don't even think. Just give it, give it ten hours, like, at what? minimum. Give it an afternoon. Give it give a solid it, afternoon. Give it like you know. Give it a a good. Give it a good tr- track, right? Give it multiple play sessions give it throughout a, fair a week. Crack. Give it multiple play sessions throughout a week, and I would let it slide. But like, I would say you should play this game at least as much as you played Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, 100%, right? You hated that game with a passion, and you finished it. The game is bad. 
It is so bad. It's fucking overrated. I cannot believe how overrated that game is. <laughs> and yet you played it all. So I feel like you... you, you yeah, because I really wanted to justify my point that that game is bad. <laughs> well, maybe you'll so, want to justify your point here. <laughs> I'm not trying to justify. I'm not trying to get on a high horse and hate every game. So, okay. so that's why I think you should. You it is. Are you gonna play you Pikmin? Sh- are you gonna play Pikmin Four? No. Then why the fuck so I'm not you? Players? I'm not the central <laughs> person. Of a, I'm not you. The Starfield is more important than Pikmin Four. I think Starfield is a lot more important than Pikmin Four. Because <laughs> this is the game that Xbox fans have been pitting their hopes on will re- like uh, justify their commitment to this. And it's coming, it's actually console. coming through. It's actually like. Depends on who you ask. But I think that's. You know, but, if you're IGN. <laughs> well, fucker. I think if, if. I think it is. It is an important game within our calendar year. No, I'm going to fuck with it. I'm going to play I, the game. Will I, I, I'm, am I going to play the game for 24 hours? Pro- that's probably not going to happen. No. Will, no, will, will, God, I, will, I, will I play the game? I'll play the game. I don't want to see it though, because I swear at some point last year you said I will play Elden Ring, and it is still to this day in its plastic wrapper in your room. <laughs> that was so, your fault. You 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 made it to such a meme that I, I really could not break the narrative. <laughs> Fuck off! You could have just, <laughs> just bought a secondhand copy. <laughs> yeah, you could have just bought another copy of it. Claimed it on tax as part of a bit for Explosion Network. I don't know how. <laughs> Why is this a bit? Why, why are you writing this off? It was a bit. It was yeah, exactly. It was bit. It's content for your media business. It, it works. We yeah. talked about it for this many episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. I'll, pl- I'll play the game. Yeah. I'll play the game. Hey, Karen. Why do I just not have faith in you? Yeah, sorry. Go for it, Ashley. Karen, you fuck one of your companions yet? No, I've not fucked one of my companions. This is the thing, right? Five hours in, I've only just got to Shitty the point. Shitty RPG, <laughs> I've only just got to the point where people are like, hey, I'll join you. Like, I'll join you and I'll come yeah. hang out. Like, that's only just in, like, the last, like, couple hours of me playing have people been like, hey, I'll come hang out. Um, I've had companion, like, I've had, like, one main story companion, but, like, Random people I'm meeting now being like, hey, I'll jump on your ship and join you. That's only, yeah, just happening for me. All right, let's talk about a little bit of video game news because there's been some other stuff that's happened this week. Um, Firstly, I'm going to put Ash on the spot. Can you run me through the first two news stories this week, Ash? Because you wrote the news pieces for them. I did. So, PAX. Is that the order? Yes, PAX is less than a month away. Or just over a month away, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Like, literally just over a month away. That's crazy. Um, And they've just confirmed that the story time speaker for this year's PAX Australia will be uh, voiceover artist and actor Erica Ishii. Uh, of course, people would probably know that she voices Valkyrie in Apex Legends, Anna Bray in Critus in Destiny, Lumu in Halo Infinite, Kitsune in Call of Duty Warzone, and Hermes in Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Also appeared in a bunch of uh, tabletop role-playing game shows like Dimension 20 and Critical Role. 
she's also cre- co-created the Narrative Play podcast, Wales Beyond Numbers, uh, Beyond Number. Uh, she also was a host on Geek and Sundry for a long period of time. Uh, so yeah, she seems like a good fit, like has history in both tabletop and video game worlds. Um, so yeah, she'll be the uh, storytime speaker this year. Uh, yeah, really. Quick. I'm keen for this. Uh, Erica fan, obviously. Um, Apex. Um, and um, most recently in um, what the fuck? You Wait, said, you like Apex? Yeah, never heard of it. Stray Gods and all that sort of stuff. Um, lots of work in the. I've never watched Dimensions or anything like that, but it, um, I've seen her pop up on a bunch of other like hosting work and stuff throughout the, for the thing. Even uh, a couple weeks ago when I talked about on um, Future Game Show, obviously she was host to that as well. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I think it's Erica Ishii. I think it's a, Ishii. It's like, yeah, double Ishii. I. Yeah. Um, very cool. Does a lot of work for outspoken sort of in um, uh, LGBTQ space. Yeah, like uh, outspoken against like transphobia and like um, sort of gender fluid and um, whatever else, like sort so, of so stuff like that. So it's a it's a good um, good. She's pick, very public just, with her um, like her dealing with her own ADHD and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, and, like yeah. um. I was also talking about like how open she could like when she first came into the industry, like how open she wanted to be of a lot of these different parts of her and like, you know, how, like she's a place where she, you know, talk a bit more about it. So, um, yeah, it's cool. I think it's, it's a good pick. Um, we barely ever, I don't think we've ever actually made a story time, but uh, I this will be the I, I, I remember going to the Bernie Burns. Did you? Yeah, I was we say, to the, I've I never made Bernie a story time. <laughs> went to the Bernie one. There was another one I've been, I've been to another one that was like, I don't think it was Troy, but it, Troy Baker. I think it was somebody who was 2019. So I've listed like the last five. <laughs> so obviously Shuhei last year, uh, David Gator the year in 2019, yep. <laughs> uh, Rihanna Pratchett, uh, writer of Tomb Raider, uh, Bernie Burns, and Larry Major Nelson. There you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the last five. Yeah. Cool. A lot of white dudes there. Um. The. <laughs> A lot of game devs, I think, was the other, you know, a bit of a mix. So, yeah, coming in for this story time from a different point of view. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm keen, 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 keen. Yes. Also confirmed. Obviously, David Gator is going to be there with Summerfall Studios. They're going to be showcasing story Stray Gods a little bit more. Probably talking about behind the scenes and how the game kind came together. Interestingly, Devolver Digital has confirmed that there'll be an exclusive first look showcase at Plucky Squire. Which uh, we can all be Fuck very yeah. excited for. That uh, doesn't exactly say hands on, which fucking you know, better be. You better be, yeah. Who uh, I am. Then yeah, other guests include Ben Prendergast, Gast, uh, Jenny Yokobori, uh, musical ensemble, the Consoles, who did uh, Advanced Wars One Plus Two Recamp, mm, the music for that. Camp, yeah. uh, the Dark Room is coming back with John Robertson. Mm. Uh, back Pocket is getting their own. They're doing a live show. Panel. Doing a live Panel, show. Whatever. We haven't been asked. Uh, Games Master Robert Hartley will be there, and the Toss Girls will be at the show, unsurprisingly. Yes. Is it Toss or TOS? I think it's TOS. TOS. Right? TOS. Yeah. Yes. They're not Tosses. They're TOS. No. Yeah. It's TOS, like Terms of Service, they're, right? They, yeah. Their streams aren't just them tossing girls? No. At Windows? Out of course. <laughs> is, is, is that the content? I don't know. I don't keep up with the Twitch matter. 
<laughs> Just so you know, in English slang, toss means something completely different, um, Ashley Hobley. <laughs> so your sentences wow. mean very wow. different things. <laughs> the way you uh, reacted, I can guess what it meant. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, oh, dare you'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is. This too. podcast is M rated, not uh, MA. It, it is. Holy shit. That's cool. What else no, is happening that getting week, there. It's a month away. Fuck. It is. It's it's really close. Uh, the Australian Game Develop Awards are also this uh, that week uh, as part of the Melbourne International Games Week. Uh, and they just announced the finalists uh, for this year's yep. awards. Uh, of course, the big one being a game of the year, which features Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, up against Moving Out 2. Against Grubbin, Gubbins and Vactix. Uh, yeah, interesting collection of games. Uh, so that will be held on October 4th. It's being hosted this year by Gemma Driscoll from Games, Good Games Spawn Point and Harry Hewn from uh, ABC Gamers Loot Drop. Uh, you can still buy tickets, apparently, or you can watch live on the RGAS Twitch stream. But yeah, yeah, lots of interesting games there. You can check out my article. I've got a bunch of links to different places you can um, buy buy them or have a look at them. Yeah, Govern's up for a bunch of fucking awards. Govern, like, hopefully, if they win, it finally comes to uh, Android. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot you've never played Govern's. <laughs> no. it's still only in Australia, and New Zealand at the moment. So you know, it's, not, it's still very select. Damn. Yeah. Uh, but also, Vactix, very interesting. Never heard of it before. Uh, Going to be completely for, honest. He's also up for a bunch of categories. Yeah. I'll own up as well. I've ne- I'd never heard of this Factics game um, until the nominations of the day. And yeah, now I want to check it out ahead of the... Because er- er- everything else in this, most of the heavy hitters, um, apart from a couple random things, like obviously, um, like, um, what's the fucking My Little Pony? Whatever that is. My Little Pony's nominated a couple times here for like mobile games. So I'm like, I don't need to My Little that. Pony main merge. There you go. I don't know. But this Vactix game that pops up a few times, and I'm like, I've never even heard of this, so I need to play this. Properly. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So congrats to all the nominees there. I'm keen. Um, it's usually a good show. Watch you think I'm going this year? I'm trying to go this year. Well, look, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm trying to get in for free. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, completely honest. Are you sure I, you're going to be in Melbourne on the Wednesday? Yeah, I will be. So that's okay. what I'm trying to get in. Yeah. I've, I've already booked my hotel. You're going to storm the stage. Uh, Maybe. So- Joe oh. Biden was played the photo six. Uh, Elbow Lynn. wants GTA six. <laughs> <laughs> How does it keep happening? <laughs> How? Uh, Celeste was game of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's not even Australian. <laughs> I know Stray Gods should have. You deserve the win. I'll let this you speak in a minute. Some so of good. old studio studios. But Paperbark was the best game of 2018. <laughs> you have yes. nothing on that little warm. <laughs> well, I'm not, you know, Stray Gods obviously highly reviewed, but I wouldn't put past moving out, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't put past Governs either, to be completely honest, but you wouldn't know yeah. you played it, so. Yeah, <laughs> There you go. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so um, I might go. Might go. I'll see if I can get in, and then you know, see if I can go. It's a hundred fifty dollars ticket if you want to get in. Do you pay it? Yeah. Did you get fed? Do you reckon? 
Yeah, you get yeah. fed. Yeah, the the ticket includes. So a you definitely want to get it free. I definitely want to get it free. What I'm talking about. Like, and then they'll be like, "Oh, do you have any dietary requirements?" You're like, "Fucking vegan, bro. Can't eat just, cheese. I can't cheese. You're like, fuck. We messed up. It's Australian Games Dev Awards. We got barbecue. We got, but we got fucking, we got hot dog, fucking shrimp and a barbie. No, mate, mate. Bring a plate. It's not hosted at. It's not hosted. It's not hosted at fucking Bunnings. There's not a sausage sizzle for it. How do you know? You absolutely. Well, it literally is being held at the forum. Yeah, but how do you know there's not a? How do you know there's not a? A um. Sausage chisel. A gold coin donation sausage chisel, because there fucking won't be, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Pax should have a you know sausage sizzle outside. Pax. Fucking imagine um, the killing that would make. Imagine the killing. It would you know what? It'd be because fucking, everyone would actually <laughs> buy yeah. it from that and all the nah, stores. People be. I was gonna say the, the fucking the six dollar chips the, get fucked. A dollar for a sausage outside, mate. You just see a bunch of cosplayers all fucking rocking like Fucking six sausages in each hand, like just <laughs> smashing them down. Like no yeah. food in here. No, I'm cosplaying as. And then the sausage Luffy. sizzle. <laughs> I don't know. It's Luffy. Yeah, I'm, I'm cosplaying. I'm cosplaying as an OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm cosplaying as an OnlyFans. Yeah, because it's the only fan you could get, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> good shit. Um, it's good shit. Um, fuck what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. Now that we're now that we're in um September, I'm sort of like fuck. I mean, like it's because it's the fir- like it's because it's the first week of October. It's not a thing of like it's not like we wait until it hits October. And I'm like, oh, Pax is soon. It's like by the time we get to the end of September, I'm like, Pax, Pax is next week. Pax is next week. <laughs> you know, like sort of so. Like it's literally the first week of October, so it's not not far now, not far now at all. Crazy, hey? No, I'm. Oh, I will be there. Um, I I did have an article up to a couple of weeks ago in case people want to know about everything happening at the um, uh, uh, that week for Melbourne International Games Week. Um, because there was also the uh. Fuck, can I find it quickly? I can. Uh, there was also, because there's industry events and then there's public events. Where is it? There's also, there's also Cult of the Lamb Live, October 6th. That was the other thing that was sort of cool. So I'm, October 6th uh, says Cult of the Lamb. I didn't cover this on show, did I? Did I? No. Oh, no. All right, so here's, let me cover this now. So here are all the events happening at Melbourne International Games Week announced so far. So I'll skip the ones that are education and or industry and only talk about the public ones. So first one is ACMI, Melbourne International 2023 program to September 30th. ACMI will be a central programming hub throughout Melbourne International Games Week. So unique live events and uh, activations to experiences across the festival period, aka they'll be doing shit all week. Uh, then you've got the the AGGAs, which we just talked about, of course. Uh, then you've got the Women and Non-Binary Gamers Club Stray Gods happening on October 4th, open to the public. ACMI's Women and Non-Binary Gamers Club is an online monthly meetup for women, gender non-conforming, trans and non-binary folks to get together and share their love of games in a safe space and exclusive environment. Uh, right. you've so got, is it an online meetup or an actual I think they're doing it meetup. at the, uh, whatever, the forum, ACMI, whatever. They're doing okay. it at a place. Yeah. 
Um, not open for the public, but it's worth pointing out that for the first time this year, they're doing this Play Now Melbourne thing on October 5th. So one day only, it's going to be at the State Library. Um, some of the publishers are going to get a chance to check out a bunch of indie games. So that's going to be good for our industry and local Australian um Australian industry for people to check out and stuff like mm. that. Um, free play parallels is happening, so that's open to the public. That's October fifth. Uh, parallels is a one night only showcase of some of the most experimental, personal, and culturally significant work being made right now. For over nineteen years, free play has been exploring the uh, vital margins of games culture, uncovering emerging and exceptional makers from bedroom codes to artists pushing the boundaries of uh, art form. Join us and our speakers demonstrate and play their creations on stage while sharing their origin stories, creative inspirations, and professional journeys. Uh, that's uh, really cool one obviously over the past few years i've never been but you know you see the tweets and stuff of like big, uh the, the head you know people from uh fucking um wombat club to to fucking goose game talking there and whatever else so uh then you got cold lamb life october 6th content lamb live projects massive monsters award-winning melbourne made game onto the acmi cinema screen with newly arranged live at accompaniment uh, by musicians from Orchestra Victoria, joined on stage by soundtrack designer, musician, and composer Riverboy. So that's really cool. One day only, October 6th. And then PAX, of course, is happening October 6th to the 8th. Uh, the AGGA's uh, ACMI Audience Award, October 6th. Uh, and then you've got a Mario Kart tournament happening on October 6th as well in Fed Square. 32 competitors. Get down. Smash it out. So, Get down uh, on it. Yeah, but don't forget, because... I think that it's very easy to forget, especially if you're mostly just in the like general gamer space, I guess. But like PAX is the end of what is Melbourne International Games Week. And I, I understand yep. that like 70% of that, like Monday through to uh, Friday, is like mostly more industry or like indie game stuff or whatever. But like it is a big week for out. Uh, local industry and then it's mm -hmm. capped off with packs but a lot of the developers and the people showcasing their games the reason they're fucking exhausted is because they're they are actually monday to sunday like before packs even starts they've already been mingling and talking to people at these other events and you know what i mean like we, we get there they're and we're like we're fucking... out. they're sick of people by that point. <laughs> we're like we're fucking exhausted two days of packs and these people are like cool we've been standing here for at this booth for 16 well, I've hours been running this demo <laughs> yeah. it's the eight day strand mm -hmm. so i watched the know. same people find that same bug yeah, so same person. Make a joke about it. Huh? I ate a bug. Yeah, fuck you. I know. Fuck off, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, Press Start wrote, the Lenovo Legion Go has officially been revealed along with an Australian price and release window. Lenovo ha writes, Kieran, Lenovo has finally lifted the lid on its heavily leaked for reign to the world of handheld PC gaming with the Lenovo Legion Go, a portable powerhouse not unlike the recent release, ASOS ROG Ally, also known as the ROG Deck. That was the end of this note, aka me. <laughs> or other competitors like Steam Deck. A Neo, but with a pretty significant point of difference that it has Nintendo Switch style detachable motion controllers, as oh, well no. as a big, beautiful display and some serious power under the hood. The Legion Go pair, uh, pairs a massive 8.8-inch QHD 16-10 to 10 Lenovo PureSight display with up to an AMD, AMD Risen Z1 Extreme processor, AMD RNDA graphics for cutting-edge gaming on the go, and the detachable Legion True Strike controllers sport drift-free whole effect joysticks as well as integrated trackpad, large D-pad, and ang an angled mouse wheel and a total of 10 mappable shoulder buttons, triggers, and grip buttons, 
Oddly enough, they can also be used in what's called FPS mode, in which the right controller sits inside a tracking base and can be moved around on a desk like a mouse. <laughs> the Legion Go will feature <laughs> the Legion Go will feature special Legion Space software that heavily integrates Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, but can also organize your other PC game launches and give easy access to settings and other features. You'll even be able to pair the Legion Go with Lenovo's new AR Legion glasses, so that you can sit in bed and play your PC games on a virtual screen via a handheld device, which sounds and looks ridiculous, but could be quite convenient. So the Lenovo Legion Go is expected to launch in October, and the exact date has been communicated. It will cost the price of the Lenovo Legion Go is expected to start at $1399 AED, which is presumably for the 256 gigabyte storage model, uh, and may not feature the top tier AMD 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 fuck Risen Z1 Extreme processor. Um I I'm happy with my rog deck as well. I, 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 nothing. Yeah, why are we even talking about this story? <laughs> this is rogger territory. This is rogger turf. This one screams. I just feel like at this. This one screams, oh, the rog already does lots of it, everything great. Let's just chuck a fuck ton of gimmicks at this one. And that's hey, what's going to differentiate it from. Let's the cut off the, the, the controls. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm like, I just, I find this, this this pocket of the industry that's sort of blown up in like, I guess the last 12 months, 20, 12 to 18 months, just so interesting after well, the Steam Deck. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Steam Deck, obviously the- The Steam the, Deck's the, the, the catalyst. The Bing Bang catalyst. And yeah. Everybody's kind of jumped in the market. Um, yeah. There's been two versions, two, three man, versions this, of the AO Neo. <laughs> man, those controls. Weird. <laughs> it's so man, weird. The Did one you thing- say, the thing that just threw me is- the buttons on the back of the two sides? The 10. The 10 uh, shoulder buttons. Uh, sounds insane. Yeah. No. no there's but a video on this article, by the way, but it's it's been removed. For yeah. Reason. Like, on the left, there's, like, a button, like, on one's up and one's down on top of each other. On the other side, the two buttons are next to each other. It doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't they be the same on both hands? <laughs> I don't know. And then I, the other one turns into a joystick stitch mouse. The other thing, well, the other thing that's got me is so I watched a video. I looked it up, and obviously there's some like people tech reviewers and stuff who who have this this thing. And someone lays it down. Like people have been doing side by side comparisons. This next to the 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 rog deck. This thing is fucking huge. And like the rog deck, when you see that in IRL, like people when people see me with that. They go, shit, that's big. The, the, what the fuck? Like, especially if you're used to seeing like a Nintendo Switch. If if people think the ROG deck looks big, this thing is fucking massive. Like, it's it's a big, chunky boy. So, like, I don't know what the like what the battery life is supposed to be on this motherfucker. Like, if the if that's a if that's a mm. a complaint with the um the current like some of the current ones and stuff like that, the battery life is the main culprit. I I personally also don't understand. And look, I'm I'm open to like if there's a market for these things because I, I I do think that these this this new market of handheld computers uh, PCs or whatever we're calling mm. them, it's cool. I, I I like it. I like how technology's got here to this point because like obviously I'm a big fan of my rock deck. Like I I think it's fucking great. So I think it's a it's a cool part where the industry has moved now the problem is, is we're, we're now getting to a stage where people are just like coming up with things i would say are just a fucking ridiculous if you go look up how that joystick disconnects and turns into a quote-unquote first person mouse? mode mouse nah dude 
<laughs> no one has ever used a mouse that way. It is the dumbest looking thing I think I've seen. <laughs> and I just don't know what the motion controls are for either. Like it's like what are they for? And a piece like what PC game are you playing where you need motion? I mean, controls? what they're doing is they're literally putting in every feature that's currently available anywhere into the one thing in case you need it. It's very weird. Very, very weird. I mean, at, at this stage, I, I and look, Lenovo, if you're listening, I'll, I'll review one. Right? If you want to send me one, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll we'll come with a name. I'll review. Go, go deck. I'll come with fucking. We'll smash out the game. Go a go-go. We'll get a you go-go. number. We'll get your. The, we'll get the number the one. Number one. Urban Dictionary name, <laughs> dictionary for, your, name. for your handheld. Don't worry. We got this. Yeah. We got this. Um. Yeah. At this stage, I would say my impressions, based solely on the PR pitch and video, is. I don't understand the the the. I don't understand right. what you've chosen feature wise. Who that's for? Look, this is this fits perfectly into the. Hey, I want an Asus Rog, Mum. We've got an Asus Rog at home, Asus Rog at home, and it's this one. It's just this monstrosity, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. it's not as good. <sighs> I mean, I, I, if anyone's asked me, like, I've only got one of these things, but if it's like, which one should I get? It's like, well, obviously you should get a ROG deck or a Steam deck. I don't feel like there's a... Yeah. No. Well, what the fucking... Um, all right. Next up, last story, I think, for the week. Is that where we're up yep. to? Fucking, yeah. There we go. Uh, let's talk about something that me and Ash have fucking talked about a million times, but now let's bring it to another podcast. So, SAG-AFRA, national board votes unanimously to send interactive media, video games, strike authorization vote to members. So, this is coming from their blog themselves. Yeah, their blog. SAG-AFRA's national board has voted unanimously to send a strike authorization vote to SAG-AFRA members in preparation to, for of the union's forthcoming bargaining dates with uh, signatory video game companies, which include uh, Activision, Blindside, Disney character voices, Electronic Arts Productions, Epic Games, Forza Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take Two Productions, VoiceWorks Productions, Warner Brothers Inc. It has been nearly a year since Sagafra's video game contract. The interactive media agreement was extended beyond the original expiration date as we negotiated with the companies for critical terms. SAG Afro members needed. Unfortunately, throughout the negotiations, the companies have failed to address those needs. For this reason, the negotiating committee, Ash National Board, unanimously agreed that the union should have a member approved strike or thus authorization in hand when bargaining resumes on September 26th. Although the key issues like wages that keep up with inflation and protections against unrestrained use of artificial intelligence are common striking points in negotiations, the interactive media agreement is a separate contract from the TV, theatrical, and streaming contracts against which SAG Afro members are currently striking. Uh, quote, here we go again. Now, interactive video game agreement is at stalemate too. Once again, we are fa- uh, facing employer greed and disrespect. Once again, artificial intelligence is putting our members in jeopardy of reducing their opportunity to work. And once again, SAG AFRA is standing up for t- tyran- tyranny-, tyranny on behalf of its members, uh, said SAG AFRA President Fran Drescher. Ash, we've been talking about yes. SAG AFRA strikes on what do you want to watch? Strikes. Uh, Explosion Alex movie and TV media podcast every fucking week for 
months now. Um, obviously, we're in full support of everything SAG AFRA yep. has been doing over on that side. Now, we're turning our backs now that's in our video game world, and we suddenly saying, nope, this is too much. You cannot go on strike in our video game world. What, what are we saying? No, uh, you know. Okay. Then. Again, this is only step <laughs> one. This is only step one, so they haven't complete. you know, it's still going to go to the actual... Yeah. yeah, they're going to go to the actual, like, community... Uh, as to whether they actually want to get to, yeah. the, do you want to the, do this? And point. if all the companies go, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I feel like they're not asking for a hell of a lot. Like, uh, what? Obviously, uh, protections against AI, which I feel like is something Whoa. that any any <laughs> human person is probably wanting to seek in contracts uh, at the moment. I would also say, uh, Zag Africa is also seeking the same wage increases for video game performers as those who are under the work for film and TV contracts. 11% retroactive to expiration and 4% increases in the second and third years of an agreement. Uh, the union is also asking for on-camera performers to have the same five minutes per an hour rest period that off-camera performers are entitled to. Also needed a set medic present, present when stunts or hazardous work is performed, just like on TV sets, prohibitions against stunts on self-taped auditions and vocal stress protections. So, I mean, they're pretty, you know, I can't see, you know, major companies being upset about making those concessions. The interesting thing to me is what three names are incredibly missing from that list of video game companies that they include there. Well, they, uh, have they said that's all of them? I don't know, but it's pretty interesting that the, you know, there's three names that you're like, that's weird that they're not included if they're like, <laughs> if you were to like name the big video game companies, you're like, Oh, those three games are missing. Names are missing. It's kind of weird. Maybe they've already agreed. Why wouldn't these other companies agree? You know. Well, I mean, there's lots straight away. I jump to like Naughty Dog because they do a lot of voice and work. Well, I mean, Microsoft, PlayStation, and Nintendo. None of them are listed there. So yeah, but Insomniac is listed separately, and you know what I mean. Like, like it's per company. Like I don't, I don't, I. I I mean, it's a video game company. You would say it. Oh, yeah, I didn't see Insomniac there. So. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Insomniac's listed mm. separately. Like, I assume every company would have to agree on their own separate, mm. not just, like, their overarching... Um, yeah. The, the the arm that holds It's them. also interesting because video games is still a very unionless industry. So for this one union to be kind of pushing, <laughs> uh, making demands, whether that, like, leads to something, I'm not sure. Well, yeah. video game industry, very unionless... Uh, in most regards, voice work, I guess, is one of the only places where yeah, because it's the closest to any. It's the closest to it's closest to actual yeah. acting and stuff. Yeah, so, but I mean, for people who haven't been paying any attention to, I guess, the movie and TV world, how this goes is so they're going to bring this. They like the what were just the the increase in the wage, their terms and conditions, whatever. They bring this to all the companies. They say, "Hey, this is what we want." Now, ideally, all of the companies go. That's fair. Like that's fair. Actually, or they come in with uh, maybe account, a middle you know, man. willing to negotiate. We're willing to negotiate. Now, the what the, what's happened in the movie TV world is they've all said, "Get fucked, go fuck yourselves." <laughs> Pretty much, like without they're like, going fuck fuck you. And yeah. then when they said, yeah. "Hey, let's come back and negotiate," yeah. they go, "Man, that deal that I we said like six weeks ago, that was a fantastic deal. You fucking take it." Yeah, and they go. You should fucking take uh, it and thank us for let it. Let the door hit you on the way out. Fuck you, piece of shit. You, you, we don't need you. We got AI. Fuck you. Fuck you, fucking <laughs> shitty actors. 
Um, and that's why they've been striking for so long because they they're not not only are they not willing to agree to their t- the 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 asking points, they're not even willing to sit down and negotiate. They're just like, uh, this not nah, this not nah, maybe a little bit more money. Uh, the rest of it, go fuck yourself. So. How this could turn into a video game strike in our voice world is if all these companies do something similar to that. So, is how that that would work. Would that would that affect the video game industry? Obviously, it would. Yeah, we'd get a bunch of visual novels with no dialogue, <laughs> <laughs> no voiceover. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no voiceovers for any games. Zelda would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> we're fine. What do you reckon, Kieran? As someone who doesn't like, obviously pay too much attention to <laughs> Link, sorry. the, the <laughs> saga for stuff happening in the moving TV world, but I think the thing is, I'm, I'm think the sad thing, not even the sad thing. I think is, is like for for fucking regular old Joe Blow like me, how long does a strike have to go before it affects me or the general public even sees? an effect of what's going on here, you know, because so much of this stuff is done so far in advance. It's going to take, at least for video games, it's going to take a couple years potentially for the effects of a strike to really kind of become prevalent. And to, to I mean, the ripple effects you might not even feel for yeah. a very long time, you know, like I, I yes just don't, no. I don't know how do they have, do they have anything left? Of like, let's say they literally next week they needed to to do a strike. Do they have any last minute voice work they need to record for Spider? Yeah, not nah, done. So like, like no, nah, we we'll just have done. to reuse that same grunt. Yep, yep. And then they'll you know, get like, upset that we use the same grunt twice. <laughs> Were they planning to do DLC and start working development on DLC for Spider Man straight after going gold? Maybe they are. Mm. Not nah, too bad. You know, like yeah, it, 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 yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, so, it's just one of the games like uh like live service games like Apex that would be something that would yeah. be hit pretty hard like they'll get hit massively. Epic Games would hit max- massively with Fortnite. Yeah, I just yeah, think they don't have a lot of voice acting, but it's still a little bit, and they still got the people doing the. Nah, they just reuse. They just take actual <laughs> voice work from previous <laughs> stuff, license lines. That's the only thing I would be curious yeah. about. Would be where where the effects would be shown, like but uh, you know do whatever they have to do, but I just hope maybe just because the video games um, like a umbrella, maybe because it's a lot newer, the developers will just be a lot more it, accepting than yeah. the I mean, the it, it would TV affect it would slow down and affect the development of some games. It wouldn't hurt the industry um, release schedule as much as it has movies and TV solely because movies and tvs especially movies they've started delaying stuff because they need their stars to be able to promote the stuff whereas seeing stars promote games isn't as much as it's like no nah, you just need a hype trailer man like we don't we don't we it don't didn't need, work for rocco city yeah <laughs> you don't need yuri longfall out there promoting spider-man to get the game you don't need no but it helps it'd be nice but it's not it's not <laughs> part of what games built up its marketing yeah like it's games marketing is just built on trailers and they can just put out trailers mm-hmm. it's, it's fine anyway, so. i'm also glad they make no mention of royalties because i don't think that's something that would get that's oh, the right they want to go down go back to that yeah, fucking bayonetta no. shit fucking yeah yay mario over here 
What if he's like, every time this new voice actor says, it's a me, I need a, it's a two doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Did you guys watch the Mario Wonder? I did. I didn't bring showcase? it up because I didn't know who the fuck he would watch it. I knew Kieran would watch it. It was though. wild. It's, it's just wild in general. You know? It was so good. We, talk, sorry, we joked about it being an LCD trip. It is an LCD trip. trip. It is yeah. an LCD trip. So good. Here's my rundown for this. Sorry. This is my favorite part. This game looks so good, by the way. I'm very excited for this game. My favorite part of this this Wonder game is there's a point in this 15-minute direct where they're like, hey, you can play as Yoshi. And like Yoshi is like so fucking strong that if you're a Yoshi and someone else is playing as Yoshi, you can be a Yoshi riding on a Yoshi. And if you fucking wondered if you're an elephant form in this game, if you you can still ride a Yoshi, Yoshi's fucking back as strong as fuck. Yes, you can still ride Yoshi. <laughs> also, Yoshi doesn't take any damage. Yeah, and Yoshi doesn't take any damage, and Yoshi doesn't take any shit. That's right. And they're like, what happens when you touch these fucked up flowers? You're on a drug trip, man. You're on a drug trip. The world goes you enter crazy. a bonus fucking level. Sometimes you turn into other characters. Sometimes it turns into a top-down shooter. And then you come back and finish the rest of the fucking normal level, man. That's the, fucking, that's the game you're playing now. It's crazy. Looks so good. Oh, God. <laughs> you should watch it. I'm so hot. Can't wait for it. When's it coming out? Pax time. Fuckers. Like the week after. Okay, that's fine. No, I I think it's the 29th, actually. Is it? Okay, that's fine. I remember fucking when they put out Mario Odyssey at fucking PAX a couple years ago, 2017, whatever year that was. Motherfuckers. I did, I did, like, 20th, 20th it comes out. So. Okay. These people that when they make their release dates, they really need to. Oh, I can't release a game there. Pax West is happening. Oh, I can't release a game there. Pax Australia. We have one fucking Pax. Like it's just like, three days just fucking work around it. Jesus Christ! Think about the rest of the world, you fuck. Anyway, let's say any comments. I don't think there's anything big Pax Week. That's right. Then I'll have it because they delayed uh, Assassin's. They del- oh no, sorry, they pushed forward Assassin's Creed. So now it's mm-hmm. out of Pax time. Yeah, week before now. So it's fine. Let's know any comments, questions, concerns you've had about anything we've discussed this week on the show, of course. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter takes you to our X page. And if you want to support the show, ExplosionNetwork.com slash support takes you to our Kofi page. And if you thought the show is worth as little as a dollar or would like to buy your way onto our uh, PAX podcast for $500, you can do that all over at those places. Uh, ExplosionNetwork.com slash support. And until next week, same time, same couch. No, they did push. They did push Assassin's Creed to the fifth. Push backwards. It it was originally released. No, no, backwards in time. Ash, it was originally releasing on like the tenth or twelfth or whatever. Okay, so they pushed it forward forward. No, they push it back. Ash, if you look at a calendar and you push a release date from like the tenth to the fifth, is the release date going forward or backwards? Yeah, but it's not going that forward. It's still Pax Week. It's going. It's forward as in. Forward means coming closer to us. They pushed it. Yeah. They pushed push, it forward. If you, if you pushed it back, you, bring you push it, it back further into the year. you're bringing it towards us, not away from us. It's okay, towards I, I us. It, it, it depends on if, you, if you're talking about in perspective, am I standing at Boat Builder's Yard and is this game coming towards me or further away from me? And the answer is, I already have it. It came out the week before. <laughs> No, it's coming out on the 5th. It's coming out the week of, like, two days before. Oh, shit! <laughs> All right, my, my, again, I'm at Boat Builders, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all know what we're going to be doing at, you know, Boat Builders. We're going to be playing Assassin's Detective Pikachu Returns, which releases God Goddamn right. Damn. Damn. My coffee, boy. <laughs> yeah, my coffee. <laughs>
Every time he says coffee, we take a shot. Buy me a drink, you <laughs> sick fucks. <laughs> oh my god.